wedding yes. speeches and how an yes. MC can help. So uh, I'll hand over to you now, and you can uh, you can take that away for us. Okay, start with the sound check. Yeah, we're good. We're very good. I can hear you. Perfect. Thank you. So I'd like to talk to you about wedding speeches. As a Toastmaster, uh, Master Center of Special Events, one of my favorite, if not the favorite part of a, a wedding event that I always look forward to are the actual speeches. I always find them uh, moving and it's and, and very much appreciated by family and friends. And so as a master of ceremonies, one of my roles is to facilitate the speeches, but not, not just facilitate speeches, help them run smoothly. And, and many times the, I've, I've come across people who are, due, who are sort of lined up to, to speak, they can, they can dread it. And even, even accomplished speakers, particularly at uh, wedding breakfasts or at wedding events, they can be nervous. And it's quite natural to be nervous. Um, because you're, uh, it's, a, it's an important event. So what I like to try and do is, in, in, in the planning of an event, to offer to give advice on, on speeches and, and to even to offer coaching because, uh, and, and I found that that can be quite welcome and it can be, it, it's, 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 a, it's an option, but even just talking through what the content might be and, and actually encouraging people who are going to speak to uh, giving them some encouragement um, and, and putting them at their ease. I think that's, the, that's one of the key things I find. Now, the speeches at weddings, there is a, a traditional angle, and but that, that, as we've talked about before in this webinar, uh, modern approach is that there's no rules. So whilst the traditional approach to speeches, you would have three speeches, and they would be the father of the bride, uh, followed by the bridegroom, and then the best man. But it's, it's more than possible that you might have uh, the bride may say a few words, or the, or the bride's mother, or, or there may be even, even um, at my daughter's wedding, the well, one of the bridesmaids gave a speech as well. Uh, the, the advice I give is, is to consider the length of time the speeches might take and if people are speaking to encourage them to obviously prepare and I, I, most people will prepare their speeches but to consider how long they might be so that you've got an idea for how the whole uh, part of the, the ceremony or the part of the event where you have the speeches that they that, that, that time fits with other things that are going on particularly if, you're, if, it, if the speeches are happening together but say before uh, the wedding breakfast before the meal or, or afterwards, it's always good to take into account a little bit of planning around how much time might be required. And that's another thing I, I try and a, a advise with on uh, the, the sort of time it might, it might be necessary for speeches. And for, in terms of the, the traditional speeches, the father of the bride speech, what I'd say is normally that would be a an opportunity for to, to, to give some thanks, to say something for the father, to say something nice about his daughter, say something nice about his new son-in-law, and, and then to toast the, the, the bride and bridegroom or, or whatever appropriate toast that, uh, that they would like to make. 
And my, my advice, little tip normally around the, the making of the toast is if there's a toast to be made during a speech to be clear that that you want people to sort of follow you, you'd say raise your glasses and, and, the, and the toast is. And then at the end of, normally the end of each speech, it's, it, it may be appropriate to ask people to stand up. And my, my, my tip is, well, be clear that you then, that the speaker would then say, please stand, raise your glasses and the toast is. And then I would, as, as the Toastmaster, then um, if that's the appropriate place for the speech to end, to help with the transition to the next speaker. So, and then the the bridegroom would normally his speech would would normally include some thanks as well, but he would then have an option to say something about his family, his parents, his his, his prospective in laws, and obviously his his uh, uh, introduce himself possibly possibly as my wife and I, because uh, that's a nice touch for for that that part of the. Uh, the speech might be one of the first times you might be saying it. And then, of course, we come to the, the best man speech, which can be the most interesting and normally can be the most entertaining. I always try to have a word with the best man or whoever might be giving other speeches as to whether there's anything interesting happening during the speech. So I can help them uh, help those particular uh, things they've got planned happen smoothly, particularly as a presentation. Uh, one of my favorite ones was the... Recently, the best man wanted to have a, a stein of beer presented to the bridegroom as part of the speech. And so I was able to help facilitate there to be a stein of beer. It was some story about the uh, the stag weekend. Uh, so, so that was something I was able to help with. And, and the challenge wasn't for him to, to finish the stein of beer, thankfully, because hidden behind the stein of beer was a... a a sort of replica one, a small one, which we was then I then presented him as part of the setup that he could drink this one because apparently on the stag weekend the bridegroom had not been able to to, to finish his drink. But anyway, that's that was the the whole setup. <laughs> so, 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 so I guess in summary, speeches are my favourite part, one of my favourite parts of the day. And I think they are they are important for particularly for family and close friends. And one of my roles as Toastmasters is I try to make do everything possible to put people at their ease, help them prepare, um, encourage them to say what they want to say, and and to enjoy the moment because that's the, for me the, being it can be a very moving part of the day. Uh, so. When you, uh, if my advice to couples is, if you are thinking about your your planning of your day, put some put some time thinking about the speeches, and as a toastmaster, master ceremonies, uh, seek some advice. Thank you. Brilliant. Thanks very much, Tim. I I recall from um, our wedding actually that we, although we thought we were on it like a rocket, you know. We thought we'd planned everything perfectly. There were so many things that we hadn't thought about. Like, you know, we'd planned the music to to, to sort of set, um, announce our, our entrance to cut the cake. We got the piece of music, but we hadn't actually thought that somebody might actually need to just say, ladies and gentlemen, the bride and groom are now about to enter the room. We'd missed that bit. We forgot about that bit entirely. But our MC just took over, and he did all these things for us. So I was wondering, 
obviously that if if you have a lot to do with a couple before the event, then that's something you might be in discussion with them about. But do you have um, basically a stock of everything ready to go? So that if at any point during the day you need to announce something or you need to present something or you're ready to go, do you have that kind of already pre-prepared? Yes, there's certainly, I would say, there's a, uh, a list of moments that will be important to be ready for. Um, but, but on top of that, it, it, it's to be alert and be ready for uh, the un- unexpected and to and and to uh, in helping to make the the whole event run as smoothly as possible it's it's to avoid the uh, awkward moments almost so i think for example at the end of the speeches make it clear the speeches have ended and now people can enjoy their meal or enjoy their coffee and it's just sort of making sure everyone's at ease that that, that, that um they know what should be happening next yeah, I, I certainly love it. Uh, Mark, do you have any questions that brides and grooms uh, should be asking Tim prior to or maybe not even having considered having an MC? Um, the, the, the weddings I've been at, and I've been at a few now, um, the ones that do have um, a Toastmaster seem to run very smoothly. Um, so that's what um, Tim's covered my question in a way um, about the role that a Toastmaster plays within the day um, and it's, say, putting people at ease, uh, making things run smoothly. But my question to Tim is, um, at what stage of the planning do you recommend that a couple um, get in contact or start discussions with a a Toastmaster? Uh, Because it sounds that um, Toastmasters have a wealth of knowledge um, about the day, yes, you've got the books, um, you've got the websites, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, um, about planning your wedding. But um, when would you suggest that um, couples who are thinking about a Toastmaster get in touch? Is it sort of um, a year before? I get couples coming a year before, even two years. Um, is it sort of like a year, six months? Um, what sort of time frame you would you like? So I would say there's sort of two, two, two points to to think about. One is uh, having is 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 making sure that if if there's a it's a very personal thing. So if it's, if there's a toastmaster or someone MC that that you would like to uh, have help you at, at your your event, your wedding, then and make sure you get them them booked. And that can be uh, can be a year or it can be six months depends on availability and and but then the actual part of the full toastmaster service would be a a detailed planning meeting probably three to four weeks maybe four to five weeks in advance because at that point uh the 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 most useful advice that that i can give is when there's a there's a clear idea of the the running order of the day uh, which obviously the bride and bridegroom will have the couple would have thought about but it also depends quite a lot on 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 the venue and the timings of the ceremonies if it's a civil ceremony and then and then that that would be one of the key things to 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 work around it provides a framework but within that uh, the, the conversation can be around well at what point are you looking to uh, have a cutting of the cake if that's part of the plan or or the or the first dance and then there's 
and and then and as as we've talked about the speeches at that point the the couple probably would have a good idea as to who's doing the speeches or they might be thinking about the, the fine tuning so to answer your question probably about a month beforehand okay thank you can i ask one question you might not be able to answer this what was the best best man joke you've ever heard oh I've, I've heard a lot and none come to mind ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what rachel, rachel and i had rachel and i had a bit of an inside joke about this because um up in Yorkshire, uh, Leeds is, is, is kind of, you know, our big city now. Um, it's kind of considered like the second London. And for whatever reason, one particular year, the best man's speech, the best men's speech would always start with, there was this one time in Leeds. And it was happening over and over and over and over again. And we just sort of like, it just became a joke because everybody was saying it. I don't know whether something special had happened in Leeds that year. I have no idea. But yeah, so... Um, I've I've definitely uh, I've definitely experienced the the entire gamut of, of best men's speech for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Welcome back, Yvonne. It sounds like we have audio because um, we can hear you laughing in the background. Is it? So, um, have you got any questions <laughs> that you think bride and grooms to be should be asking Tim before booking uh, a master of ceremony? Um, I haven't ever worked with the master of ceremonies or toastmaster, but I do know that you have an incredible. Um, long and involved training um, and development which you know I think what impresses me very much is also your uniform and how you look so I don't suppose I've got the questions that the couple because I think you know couples will have seen you or people like you at various events um, and realized you know just uh, maybe they don't realize just how much you, you can offer them so do you find that they're surprised at how much you can help them with all the different experiences that you've got. Yes, yeah, so I do enjoy getting into conversation with couples and exploring um, their their thoughts about their the day and and going back to speeches again, um, getting into conversation as to have what their thoughts are about that particular element of the day, and then of course uh, going going back to uh, one of the points made earlier, there are num a number of moments during the day which, uh, you know, like the, the entrance of the bride, um, speeches, uh, and, and, th and those are all so important to get the timing right. Um, and in terms of the training, a big part of it is experience. Um, the, the, the uniform, I think, is, is important because of the... Uh, it, it's... It provides a bit of presence, but I think I think the um, it it also emphasises the um, I suppose it's the seriousness of the role. Uh, we're not there to be serious; we're there to, to to help people have fun. But we're but we are um, uh, we're we're there to to be ready for anything. So 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 we have to. I think so. That's the uniform sort of reflects that. I think as well. Yes, it does. I think it's a very trusted uniform and um i mean as i say i have as a celebrant you know a bit like mark you know you, you're not part of the whole ceremony in the whole day you know i i leave usually just after the ceremony ends at my end of the ceremony but i have been around ceremonies where there is a toastmaster or um 
MC present and you just feel that, oh my goodness, you know, you're just leaving it all in such good and capable hands, you know? It's like, because even at the end of my ceremonies, my bride and groom will sometimes go to me, what do I do now? <laughs> where, do, where do I go now? And even though we've tried to rehearse that part of it, and I say, well, just face your guests and, and I'll ask your guests to follow you or something. And I think to myself, well, you know, it's lovely having someone like you there, Tim, who will really, you know, make it go with a swing, make it feel real and resonate with them, you know, that this is a proper occasion. You know, this is not just a um, a party. This is a real occasion that is really meaningful. Yes. Yeah, thank you for saying that. I think that, that does reflect um, the, the, the feeling I get when I've uh, been able to help a, a couple through their day. Yeah. Mm -hmm.